Hi, I'm Leah Lane, an award-winning travel writer and author of Places I Remember, Tales, Truths, Delights from 100 Countries. On this podcast, we share conversations with travelers about fascinating destinations and memorable experiences around the world. The French Riviera, that ribbon of southern France on the Mediterranean Sea, also known as the Côte du Jour, is a craggy landscape of piney cliffs, chateaus, casinos, and yachts. The air is pure, the beaches pebbly, and the waters reflect shades of jade and amethyst. Until trains arrived on this Côte du Jour in 1866, travelers had to arrive by sea, on foot, or on muleback. Early visitors came mostly for their health, and sunbathing did not become fashionable until the 20th century on the beaches of Antibes and Monte Carlo. Saint-Tropez was only a humble fishing village until writers and painters made it famous. On this episode, we'll be talking about the French Riviera, especially Nice, Cannes, and small towns along the cliffs above. Our guest is Sandrine Camia, Deputy Director at Visit Monaco. Welcome, Sandrine, to Places I Remember. Hello, Leanne. Thank you for inviting me. Well, we welcome you. Let's talk a bit about the French Riviera, which surrounds Monaco on three sides. And Sandrine, if, I'll ask you for your comments as I go along here. Nice sits on the pebbly shores nearby, founded by the Greeks and later a retreat for 19th century European elites. The city has long attracted artists, Henry Matisse, Marc Chagall. There are great museums there which feature their works. And it's just charming, charming town. What are some of your favorite things to do in Nice, Sandrine? I love to go to the flower market. It's right in the heart of the um, old town. It's very traditional. You can meet little locals and it has, it's, it's very colorful. And you have all the flowers and plants of the French Riviera. It's what I like. And I have one of my favorite restaurants in nearby. So I Which like one? Which one? Okay. I'm not supposed to make the promotion of places. <laughs> well, that's Monaco. personal. That's personal. Yeah, there's no, some but I mean, actually, you can definitely use Monaco as base and discover this amazing region, which has so much to offer. So, yes, definitely my favorite place is Safari. Absolutely. The, the I just love the little shops. The fabrics are so pretty with the colorful flowers and the yellow and the blue and the carousel and the cafes. It's such a charming area. And you don't need that long. I would say a day or two would give you a good flavor of it. It's just a, a lovely place to walk around and enjoy the weather. It's very, very often beautiful weather there as well. Nearby is Cannes on the French Riviera. It's famed for its international film festival. The influential Lord Brougham discovered Cannes in 1834 when a cholera epidemic interrupted his progress to Italy, and he built a villa there and foreign aristocrats followed. So there are lavish villas and grand hotels all around the Cannes area, from Nice to Cap Martin, all around there. The Cannes Boulevard de la Croissette curves around the coast, and it's lined with sandy beaches and blue umbrellas and upmarket boutiques and palatial hotels. Have you been to the film festival, Sandrine? Yes, and to tell you the truth, before working in Monaco, I worked in Cannes. I worked for a hotel, one of the deluxe property in Cannes. So, yes, I have 
been to the film festival during five consecutive years and oh it's great memories actually tell us tell us about it a little uh, it's a very glamorous event uh, you have all the stars coming and you know it's 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 one of those events that is changing the city the city it, it's actually the city is is all about the event and that what is quite amazing especially in this region that's the same for the formula one grand prix all of a sudden the city is all into the event taking place and it's all about the participants that are coming and of course Cannes is hosting the most spectacular film festival with numerous iconic stars of Hollywood and French cinemas and, and even from many other countries. So it, it's a very special experience, especially when you are on hospitality because you are hosting all those. Well, things. I'm sure you got to meet many of the stars. Do you have a favorite? Yeah, I have to say that I have been very impressed that they had to welcome Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas, right. Yeah very special, a gentleman, and a very, very special, nice person. It, it's, I was extremely impressed him to welcome him to the hotel. Was his beautiful wife along with him? Not yet, actually. They were not married yet at oh, that time. Oh, young Michael Douglas. Very Young Michael Douglas. Okay, exactly. even better. Okay. <laughs> that was 25 years ago, you know. That was a long time. <laughs> Well, obviously, these are charming places to visit, but let's also talk about a couple of the villages perched above the coast. You get to them by driving up along the Corniche with breathtaking views below, and you can take a bus from Nice or some of the other towns. Two of my favorite places above the Riviera are Es and Saint-Paul-de-Vence. Es dates back to the Middle Ages, but local people have occupied the area since 220 BC. It clings to the mountainside, and it has panoramic views, ancient facades, and is absolutely lovely. The first time I visited it, I arrived by bus. I didn't have to worry about parking because parking can get pretty bad. You have to go early to get a space for sure. But you don't want to miss the view when you get up there. What do you especially enjoy there, Sandrine? As, as is a medieval village. It's very charming. Part of those villages, as you said, of Côte d'Azur, which is so special. You know, it has a lot of historical. It's an artist maker. In Es, you have also the um, Fragonard perfume factory, where you could create your very own fragrance. That That's another very special. It's experience. wonderful. I created a fragrance many years ago. I have kept it to this day. I still use it very sparingly, but it was so much fun because, of course, that area is where a lot of the beautiful flowers grow. There's a beautiful garden at the top of the village. It's set in the ruins of the original castle walls, and you just sit there among the plants. You can have a drink and just look at the beautiful area below you. I think walking around, there's stonework, there's wrought iron, there's wrought iron street lamps, there's pastel shutters. You've got history everywhere. It's just a great place to walk, so be sure to wear comfortable shoes. That would be the biggest tip I can give because it can be steep, but you do want to check out the views at different places. Each one is a little bit different. Any other comments on Ez before we go on? You do have Ez, you do have Saint-Paul-de-Vence, you do have Grasse, which is the town of the world perfume capital, but you also have smallest villages that are not so well known, such as Saint-Agnès, which is the highest, highest coastal village in Europe. Or Gourdon, which is frequently named among France's most stunning village, which is still as as on the little top of a rock. So it's the the proof that this region is is extremely rich. 
you can go from any sandy beach in Cannes to top perched village that are extremely rich in history and also offers those great panoramas you were talking about. So so you have definitely a lot of to do and a lot of discoveries. Oh, it's just joyous. And I, I have to mention Saint Paul de Vence, as you did just now. I remember still to this day from many years ago, a lunch I had at a place called Colomb d'Or, which is very famous. It's a place where the owner used to get paid by the artist with paintings. So, of course, he has paintings by Picasso and Brock and all these great artists. They paid for their lunches and dinners that way. And I remember sitting on the terrace with white doves flying all around. And it was just something that I, I could tell you, it's a place I remembered forever. So uh, if you can get up there, it's just a beautiful village with you know, not that much going on, except there is a, a wonderful art foundation. Foundation, yes. 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 There you have some great sculptures and great paintings. But just to walk around and just relax and go into the little alleyways. And it's just it's just so beautiful. So I highly recommend St. Paul de Vence as well. How far it's is it from Monaco? Something like 40 minutes drive from here. The center of the area, the Principality of Monaco an independent and sovereign country on the Mediterranean, surrounded on land by its neighbor France, with Italy's borders just 10 miles away. Monaco is the second smallest independent state in the world. Only the Vatican in Rome is smaller. Monaco's residents live in the wealthiest three quarters of a square mile in the world, paying no income tax and able to while away their leisure time at some of the world's most expensive shops and restaurants. If you're going to the area, try to include Monaco and these villages if you can, because they are so close to each other. And it gives you a complete feeling of beauty from the top to the shores. Tell us a bit about the Grimaldi monarchy, which has ruled over Monaco since 1297. Yes, exactly. It's the oldest monarchy in Europe. And since then, they have protected this country and especially uh, its residents. Of course, the famous prince that has ruled the country are Prince Charles III, who created Monte Carlo, and then Rainier III, who has been uh, named the uh, the Boulder Prince. He ruled the country as it is today, and his son accessed the reign uh, back in 2005 when Rainier III passed away. And since then, he also has been extremely involved in expanding the country, protecting the model of this free and independent country with unrevolved quality of life. And he also has been extremely committed to sustainability and protection of oceans. Yes, I've, I've read about his interest in the oceans. I must say his mother is famous Princess Grace, who oh. came from America. And many Americans, of course, remember that was such an exciting time when she became the princess. I looked up some facts about Monaco. I'll just pass them along. The official language is French. Yes. Uh, yes. 20% of the land is reclaimed from the sea. Is that correct? It's correct. And it will be actually growing because we're right now building an extension of six acres on the sea named um, Terra. So it's a new little district, which will be probably uh, completed by early 2025. Well, that's exciting. Six acres is a big piece of the space. <laughs> Especially when you're only two square kilometers. So, exactly. Yes, it's a big piece. <laughs> right. I know there are more than 125 nationalities, that Catholicism is the official religion, but religious freedom is protected, which is important. The literacy rate is almost 100%. 
most people can read and write. Oh, yes, yes, absolutely. Yes. That's terrific. Okay, what would you say is not to miss there? What would be your favorite things to do when you go to Monaco? It's a difficult question because it really depends what type of experience you're looking for. So um, Monaco is a country where you could come as a couple with family or friends, and it has so much to offer. Sometimes people have a perception of Monaco under certain cliché that it, it's very small and it could be um, sometime out of age, but it's a country that has been reinventing itself um, all the time while maintaining uh, the DNA elements which makes it so unique. So if you look for a special experience in luxury hotels, for example, we have a lot to offer. We have the iconic Hotel de Paris. We have fabulous deluxe properties that are either Belle Epoque style or boutique style. Also have three-star rated properties. Sometimes people think it's almost, you know, the most exquisite and most expensive hotels. But we do have a variety of, of, of offers. It's a country that it also proposes a lot of secessional food. It's a, it's, a, it's a gourmet destination. So if you look for gourmet experience, we also have a lot to offer. It comes from the most rated top Michelin restaurants to, for example, an oyster and seafood restaurant serving the Monaco raised oysters. This is something unusual. We're a very cosmopolitan country. We have a large variety of restaurants, Italian, French, Japanese, Chinese, Mexican, Lebanese. And I could go on and on and on on that. If you look for special events, we also have a lot to offer. Of course, everybody knows about the Monaco Formula One Grand Prix. I know you drive all around the country, right? The drivers are... Yeah, it's in the city. And what makes it unique is that the, the streets are very narrow. So it's quite spectacular. It's taking place every um, last weekend of May. And it's a three-day race. And the city is actually transformed as a Formula One racetrack. So that is sensational in one pound, even before the cars are running on the track. It, it creates also a lot of activities and entertainment. And, and you have fabulous nightlife during Grand Prix. It, it's a very special event. We also have a lot of other sports competitions, such as the Monte Carlo Rolex Masters, a tennis competition. We have an international circus festival, which is one of the most acclaimed circus festival in the world. It takes place every year in January, created by Prince Rainier III, and now under the um, presidency of his daughter, Stephanie Princess. Formula One Grand Prix is not the only car event. We also have Ypres. We also have Rally. And last but not least, we have the Monaco Yacht Show. It's going to be taking place in Monaco at the end of September, and it's the largest exhibition of mega yachts in the world. I've been there, and the yachts that you see are beyond belief. They are huge and yeah. glamorous, and oh my goodness, it's something else. It really is. What a parking lot you have on the Mediterranean there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the casino. I mean, I went there just to look at it. You know, I went yeah. through the day. You can take tours of it. When was it built? And, and I know it also holds the opera and the ballet there. Tell us yeah. a little bit about it. So the casino is the Grand Dame of Monaco. It's it's an iconic place. It's a place where you can gamble, of course. But it's also a place that you could visit in the morning and with kids, actually. You don't have access to all the, the rooms, but you have access to the main lobby where they are 
I would say, um, special exhibition, and you could really then discover the uh, historical uh, building because it has been built back in 1863. So it's, uh, but it's also a mecca for, for gambling. Yes, you have also the Opera House that has been built by Garnier, the same that has built the Garnier Opera in Paris, but in a much smaller size. And there's uh, performances uh, all throughout the year from the Ballet of Monte Carlo, the dancing company, ballet company, as well as the Philharmonic Orchestra of Monaco. So it's a wonderful performance arts center, not just a gambling casino. It's a great center for all of these things. Tell me about the Oceanography Museum. The Oceanographic Museum is also a masterpiece that you need to visit. It has been built more than 100 years ago under the leadership of Prince Albert I, which is the grand-grandfather of Prince Albert II. And it has been the first prince to be extremely involved also into protection of ocean sustainability. Is one of the creators of oceanography, actually. He was a great scientist and explorer. He learned couple of exploration by boat throughout the seas of this world, and that was early in the 20th century. Today, it's one of the most visited museums in the region. And right now, they have huge exhibition tracing more than a century of life in Arctic and Antarctica named Polar Mission. This exhibition will run during two years. And what is special about this exhibition is that it includes 6,500 square feet of projection space to experience the beauty of the polar worlds. And it's really an immersive exhibition. It's extremely interesting. Beside of that, of course, you have you have all the aquariums area where you can discover many species of fishes and, and scarves and as well as turtles. There's a special aquarium for turtle, which is, has been especially done for protecting them. Well, the name of the podcast is Places I Remember. So, Sandrine, would you please share a memory with us of this magical part of the world? Okay, I'm going to share with you a very personal anecdote. I was 16 years old, and it was the first time I visited Monaco. It was in the summer. I was on holiday with my family on the French Riviera. I grew up in Paris. I'm originally not from Monaco. We visited the country. We went to the Oceanographic Museum. We went to the casino. We discovered that. My parents told me that when we drove back to Nice, where we were staying, I said, oh, this place is amazing. Really, I loved it. And maybe one day I would, I will live there. And my parents laughed, of course, you know. <laughs> and a couple of years later, I met my husband in the hotel when I, where I was working in Paris. We got married. I moved there and I've been living in Monaco since 27 years now. So your dream came true. The dream came true. <laughs> Wonderful. I think even if a traveler visits, they can have a dream too. Well, thank you, Sandrine Camia, Deputy Director of Visit Monaco, for helping us focus on an area of beauty and peace as well as glamour. It's one of those places in the world you can visit again and again. Thanks so much. Thank you so very much, Leah. I hope next time I will have the pleasure to welcoming you in oh, the Prince Merci beaucoup. <laughs> merci. Au revoir. Au revoir. Thanks for listening to our award-winning podcast. We've recorded over 100 episodes of Places I Remember. So follow us on any podcast app. 
and new monthly episodes are also on YouTube with gorgeous video. My book, Places I Remember, is available in print and Kindle, and I read the audio version. Follow my travel writing at Forbes.com. Contact me at the links in the show notes or on my website, PlacesIRememberLealane.com, and keep making your own travel memories.